Hello and welcome to episode 488 of the Leadcast Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Thinky Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockarts. Hey, how's it going, man? And no Colton. He doesn't have internet. Um, yeah, so yikes. It'll just be the two of us again this week. A little uh, solo bolo show? A little solo right. bolo. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into the show, uh, we've got... Um, some a little bit of leadcast news we've got a lot of uh a lot of new news to uh to cover so we'll be uh we'll be covering that including the new patch um we'll talk about competitive <laughs> league i uh, have a lot of fun during that particular section <laughs> yeah. uh we'll do roundtable answers from last week and answer a new one from this week and then close it out with some emails aiden how was your week bud my week was great uh i played a lot of league of legends um, I <laughs> one day I played eight games and I won my first four, got to diamond two, then lost my next four and got back to exactly where I started. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Uh, so that was that was fun though. Um, I'm playing well though. I'm really excited. Uh, the new Tom Kench came out today. I had a memorial stream last night for him. Uh, have you, where I have ended you given him a shot at all? I haven't tried it uh, other than okay. like on on the PBE from like a gotcha, week or gotcha. so ago. But I'm excited to try it uh, when I have some free time. I'm going to probably spam like at least 100 games, I would say, before I make a hard decision of what I think about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm excited. I, I feel like I'm very much nerfed as a player because of this. Um, I, I, was, I think I was very good at old Tom Kench. And I think I was very good at parts of old Tom Kench that got completely removed that other mm, Tom, Tom Kenches weren't as good at. Like I feel like I was one of the better Tom Kenches in the world at using his ultimate. Um, mm. Like getting flanks, getting... Uh, map roams, picking people off in side lanes and stuff, and that's not in his kit anymore. So <laughs> hopefully, I can uh, manage without that. But uh, I think overall, gotcha. he's going to be a better character, at least a character that receives more attention from Riot because he's not one of those characters that they just have to keep weak and then like not touch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's yeah. lots of characters where Riot just has to nerf them and then like just keep them out of play until they figure out a better fix. And he was definitely one of those characters, I think. Oh, for sure. You, um, I'm sorry. I interrupted you when you said uh, you were ending your stream. Yeah. <laughs> your um, memorial stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had uh, a little memorial stream, and it, it was it was fun though. I am I'm putting up a video from the end of the stream on our <laughs> YouTube uh, today, so uh, you can check that out on our YouTube channel. It's a bit of a meme video. I, was, I couldn't decide if I actually wanted to post it on our YouTube, but I thought it was like funny enough. So <laughs> there is a surprisingly lot of uncomfortable pictures. <laughs> yeah. It's good though. Sorry, right. it was good. It was uh, good. Yeah, other than that, though, a little bit of Overwatch, you know what I mean? The usual. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, just lots of League of Legends. I'm D2 on two of my accounts and D3 on the other one. But uh, we'll Jesus. see how much I fall playing uh, a character that I'm new to. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, yeah, played a pretty good amount of League. Um, trying to grind out those 2,000 tokens. I don't even know if I want the the Silas the skin. Silas, yeah. Uh, it looks really cool, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um Either way, playing a lot of uh, a lot of ARMs for that, having a pretty good amount of success, honestly. Um, and aside from that, I mean, started playing Persona, Persona Four Golden. Ooh. Um, that'll be my next uh, my next game on the list. Um, I've heard it's really good. It's been suggested to me a lot, so yeah, gonna gonna try it. And uh, I think that's it. I think that's kind of it. It was a it was a slow week for me. Hell yeah. Let's want to jump right into the show then? Let's do it. We've got two new patrons. Shout out to Chaos Reaper and D Car. Um, thank you for your support. We appreciate a bunch. Uh, do we have any leadcast news, Aiden? 
Uh, nothing too crazy other than the fact that I am going to host a tournament, a probably Ooh. 5v5 tournament. Uh, it's going to be probably first week of July or second week of July. I haven't like made anything for it yet, so it might not actually end up being second week of July. Uh, I'm also still deciding on format because people want just a regular-ass 5v5 tournament, but I kind of don't want to run a regular-ass 5v5 tournament. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about running a regular-ass 5v5 tournament, but using the fucking ultimate change game mode. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean ultimate change the, game mode? There's like a new game mode on the PvE where like it's oh, like ability yeah, draft so ability draft light. Um and yeah, you I don't know. I think it'd be ulti, fun. Right? I also think it makes like it a little bit better if like someone just makes a team of like good players and they're just like destined to win the tournament. Like maybe there's a world in which they get worse characters, but I yeah. understand people do want a like real tournament, but maybe I'll host like a fun one first and then we'll do a real one like at another time. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Haven't decided cool. on that yet. Cool. Um, I guess let's jump straight into the new news then. So we've got uh, we've got a lot to cover. Should we should we just start with um, should we start with the patch? I'm down to hop right into the patch. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so we've got um, patch eleven to thirteen. Um, already there's been a bug fix. I think. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Silas has been bug fixed. Uh, but jumping onto the real stuff, Aphelios's passive bonus damage and lethality has been increased. Very small buffs for our uh, moon boy. Our boy, yeah. Uh, Kane's WFX uh, are sort of now revealed on terrain. Oh, that's like cool. That's so, big, um, yeah. Yeah, Blue Kane can't cheese W from like walls and not have any animation or any like visuals on it. That's like really big, actually. It's crazy that got that that wasn't looked at for this long. I don't. Maybe yeah. it's just a hard bug to pin down, but it's just one geez. of those things where like. Um, like, that's a high-impact ability, at least on Blue Cane. On Blue Cane it is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even like, on Red Cane, you know, that's yeah, pretty still, big. Yeah, big on Red Cane. But, like, Blue Cane's, like, if you get hit by that, you, you lose, like, 70% of your health mm-hmm. if you're a squishy versus in late game. That's crazy yeah. that they have decided that that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Leeson, cool. his E base damage is decreased later. Ooh, I'm sure this will... I'm sure this... Oh, it's 40 damage at max rank. That's not too bad, actually. So, it's interesting, because they're buff it well they're not buffing they're nerfing we'll get to it in a little bit stride breaker so stride breaker is his item right um i think he builds stride breaker right i think he builds gore drinker okay either way like i guess he builds iron whip so i guess that i was gonna yeah. say like stride breaker's damage is getting increased in exchange for oh, mobility okay. cool but i was like oh maybe if he builds stride breaker then like this will just be like a fucking even like trade for damage for damage but uh mm-hmm. if he builds gore drinker then i don't think this actually like it's, I think it's actually a nerf so that's, that's although um, i mean stripe breaker might actually be a better item now for lee sin he doesn't need the extra mobility but having the aoe slow like without yeah. interrupting his walking would be really nice also 40 damage at max rank is like pretty big on an ability that i think you max e in currently lean lane, uh, lane in lee solo sin, lane yeah yeah i i think maybe in mid lane you don't I, against like ranged i'm not 100 sure for top um, makes sense though to do that i think yeah it does i just wonder if like it only matters if this is enough to one shot the wave or not 40 damage know? is a lot man <laughs> yeah 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 but i i just mean like yeah of it, course yeah the power lies within it being able to wave clear the entire you know with uh yeah. the entire minion wave with e, e, uh, iron spike oh for sure um next is olaf his base base health uh growth has increased his mana regen and mana growth are rounded up cool interesting uh riven here e base shield strength has been reduced cool that's nice um rumbles w cooldown is increased and now scales bonus movement speed is decreased hmm. very cool uh, oh this fucks his jungle 
Yeah. Um, um, so that's really cool. Like they still haven't. So there's a big like I'm not sure if you saw the the front page of the subreddit. There's a 14 page document of all the rumble bugs. There's a ton of rumble bugs, but the mm-hmm. biggest one that's been in the game for a long time is that the way that is heat works with the what's the word? Not ping. Um, whatever. Like working like with the server. Refresh rate, whatever. There's a there's a certain word for it. It's not ping. It's mm-hmm. not refresh rate. It's tick rate? whatever. Um, yeah. Tick rate. Tick rate's the word. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you can charge his his like heat to max at level one with one ability, and sometimes you can't. Weird. Based on like uh, tick rate, which is crazy because if you can get him to like go into red or get him to overheat level one that's huge compared to not being able to just because of tick rate right like oh absolutely it fucks the, it fucks jungle clear like super hard if you if you're not able to uh um to get into uh overheating so i feel like maybe they should fix that issue that seems like an issue that <laughs> affects the game mm-hmm. a lot cool um should i talk about tom kench for a little bit <laughs> let's do it um, so yeah, we talked about him a lot. We put out a bunch of YouTube videos uh, talking about him. Um, Tom Kench is getting a mini rework this patch. His Devour and his R are swapped and reworked. His passive bonus attack damage is decreased. His Q now heals, applies his passive, and scales with his size. His E shield duration is increased. The healing over time is increased, but it takes longer to come into effect. And he's got new visual effects all around. Um, I've talked a lot about this. I don't want to spend too much time on it, especially since I'll probably do a like mini champion spotlight during the show in like a week or two after I play mm-hmm. enough games of him. Um, but the gist of it is, is he has way weaker base stats, passives nerfed, which was a lot of his damage early game. His Q is nerfed early game with the slow, the cooldown, um, the stun, a bunch of stuff. Uh, <laughs> and then you're getting rid of his munch, which is the reason why he's so good in pro play, which allows him to save allies. And they're putting it on his ultimate. And his new W is kind of a like channeled knockup ability is like the main thing to look at from this. So he's going to be a little bit weaker early game, uh, probably overall a better character mid game. And then who knows from there? We'll have to see. I, I still think there's tons of issues with him. Lots of stuff I would love to see change. Uh, biggest thing being that I would love to see his ultimate have a reduced cooldown using on um, enemies rather than allies. Mm -hmm. I think it's just better to use on allies 100% of the time currently Um, and maybe even allow it it to be used on uh, minions or monsters um, and then have it like an even lower cooldown because the fact that you can't eat buffs anymore because it's your ultimate and you're allowed to eat stuff like that is is really Uh, sad, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk more about him in upcoming weeks, but uh, I I think we've already talked about him a lot in the last couple weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Viego, his Q healing from minions has decreased. The E base bonus uh, move speed, missile speed, and zone length has been increased. Ooh. Interesting. So I th- think it touches his uh, his durability and lane pretty significantly, actually. His durability is crazy with this mm-hmm. healing from his Q. Um, yeah, his It's up a yeah, lot. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Although buffing his E, I don't think is a good way to approach his character. Yeah. Because he's so fr- fucking annoying to play against. Yeah. Um, Zaya's Q base damage per feather blade and maximum, sorry, Q damage per feather blade and maximum total damage is increased. Okay, that's fine. Her Q, like, is a non damage ability. Like, I, it's I, pretty bad. No one throws out Zaya Q for damage. You throw it out to get two feathers on the map. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Which uh, I, so, I mean, I think is fine given the strength of our other abilities. Oh, for sure. And our ultimate. <laughs> yeah, her, her, all her power lies in her ultimate and her E for sure. Yeah, so. for sure. Cool. Um, Anathema's Chains has been added. This is the, uh, the tank, uh, anti-damage, mm-hmm. uh, from a single 
target item uh, that we talked about uh, for some time last week. Um, I don't know. I don't think this particular item has received any changes um, from when we talked about it last week. But our next item has... Just just quickly on uh, the, the change item. I, I think this is an item I'm going to build a lot on top laners. I feel like if you're a tank player, this item is so fucking sick the more I think about it. Uh, the only downside yeah, I mean, is that you can't rush it because it's only health, really. So, like, you're not getting resists. And resists are obviously better than health early game because they make your health more effective. Um, but this is a great, like, second, third item on, like, any tank, I think. I think this item is really, really fucking good on characters that don't need stats because their kit provides it in some way mm-hmm. um i think a character like uh, leona obviously poppy garen like if you mm-hmm. wanted to to build it um those characters are going to make the most use out of it because they don't need the stats as much but i don't know it seems it seems insane 30 percent damage reduction just is, is just wild yeah um next up is hole breaker uh, so this is the split push item that we talked about. I believe this item has received, uh, I think it has more attack damage and I think it has lower health. I can't I think that, remember. I, I remember the attack damage being 50, but I think the health is lowered. I think it was like okay. a fair bit higher. I think it was health. 450. I yeah. Think. Okay. Interesting. Um, so yeah, a little bit of nerfs there. Um, the range for it is pretty big that now that we're seeing it, uh, in live, um, the range for the uh, the buff, so y- you don't have to be right next to your your cannon to uh, to empower it. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it seems like it's going to be a very strong item. Hopefully, it's not too too frustrating to play against, but I am yeah. excited to see how the new items uh, function. I think more items in the game is always a good thing for us. So. Yes, I would agree. Cool, and then we're getting a huge nerf to all mobility items. So Stridebreaker is getting changed from a dash item into just a wave clear AoE item. You can use it while moving now is like the main change. It's getting some changes to stats, less attack damage, more health. Um, But overall, it's turning into a wave clear item. Gale Force is getting its movement speed uh, nerfed. Um, Lich Bane is getting its movement speed nerfed and its ability buffed, ability power buffed. Cosmic Drive is getting its ability power buffed, its movement speed nerfed. Black Cleaver is getting its health buffed, its movement speed um, nerfed. Dead Man's is getting, um, sorry, it's it's getting changed from, wait, is it getting, is it, is it it's getting movement speed. Oh, it's, it's movement speed is getting nerfed. Its build up duration is getting buffed. And instead of applying magic damage, it now is going to do physical damage on the proc. Um, Ooh, and it has reason, a base AD ratio as well. Yeah, for some reason, I thought they were making this item into... They were going to like remove the movement speed component of it completely, but I guess they're still keeping the movement speed component. Hmm, interesting. interesting. It's just less of a uh, big part of it, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Trinity Force, getting increased attack damage, um, it reduced movement speed, uh, death stance, increased uh, healing, uh, removing the movement speed altogether. Shrelia's way decreased movement speed. This item was way too OP. Everyone is building this on support. Mm-hmm. Um and then Prowler's Claw is getting increased cooldown, uh, uh, decreased lethality. And now the biggest mm-hmm. thing is that you can't target minions with it. You can only target champions. This was a big problem with a lot of mid lane assassins, uh, with I guess mainly Zed, Talon, and Kiana, because they would use this item to gap close through a minion and then have their entire combo up to use on an enemy. So rather than Kiana having to use her gap close abilities to get in on someone she can use her item to get on some in on someone and then using all of, use all of her abilities so this is going to be a huge nerf to those characters um i think this item was a little bit silly with how it functioned so this is probably a good oh nerf. for sure for sure 
for sure. We definitely talked about that being too strong on the, the show as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mana Mythics are receiving a buff. Uh, they are, are getting a reduced cost. Um, so Leandri's 200 less gold to combine it. Uh, Ludin's 200 less gold and Everfrost 200 less gold. Hell yeah. Cool. Uh, Moonstone is getting a slight buff. They're trying to bring Moonstone back into the meta because they uh, they nerfed it out of it. It felt like every other support mythic was uh, better mm-hmm. for a, a time being. So we'll see a, one more buff for uh, Moonstone. I think it's still like a fringe on a lot of characters. Like a lot of characters that are just building like chain healing items like Sorakas who build um, Mikhail's, they build Ardent, they build whatever are still yeah. building Moonstone. But no one really else is, I don't think. So hopefully we see more yeah, Moonstone. Sure. Mm-hmm. I hope so too. Um, Divine Sunderer, it, uh, instead of dealing 12% of target's max health for every character, it is 12% for melee and 9% of your target's health if you're a ranged character. I like that. So I think ranged characters, Israel. yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, ranged characters abusing items like this has, has always been an issue. Um, they definitely do need to make items better for melees than they are for ranged characters, I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, cool. Some changes to runes. Nimbus Cloak is getting its movement speed changed based on, um, sorry, part of the mobility changes above are pulling back movement speeds, bonus movement speed. Nimbus Cloak's mo- bonus movement speed. So it's going from 5% scaling to 35 to 5% scaling to 25. That's fine. Nimbus Cloak's one of the strongest summoners in the game or runes in the game. So mm-hmm. it's good. Uh, Ghost Poro is getting a buff. Uh, the sight duration will last for 90 seconds instead of 60, and it will reveal enemies for six seconds instead of four. That's pretty big. I feel like Ghost Pora was one of the weaker ones. I felt like the warding, the zombie ward one, was always probably the best. Um, so this mm-hmm. is a nice change. Yeah. Um, awesome. Uh, there's the been fuck? a turret update as well. Uh, inner turrets and side lanes, top and bottom, now grant an additional 250 local gold. And all turret inventories now will display how much gold they give uh, once they have been destroyed. I like that a lot. I love the clarity on... I, I never know how much fucking turrets give. Oh, man. absolutely. I know how much the first one does, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's crazy, though. So inner turrets meaning the middle turrets, or do they mean base turrets? Uh, uh, I believe it is tier two turrets in okay. top and bottom. So the idea is to keep people pushing those as a reward, because it really does feel like first turret's important because it has plates and it like opens up the map, and then third turret like the ones that like are on the edge of the yeah. base are important because they break open and give you inhibitors and the mm-hmm. middle turrets are kind of just like there um yeah. so this is kind of giving incentive for those i think is the idea i think so too yeah that's cool forcing that split push meta yeah um smite uh someone <laughs> someone in some rioters ranked game uh smited one of their ca- cannon minions so they're making it so that <laughs> your smite does less damage to uh non um jungle uh, monsters so damage to minions is decreased from 900 to 500 plus 10 percent of the target's match max hp uh, so no more smiting away your uh top laner's cannon minion uh that just won't work anymore <laughs> yeah i think the main change though is like the idea of it feels really bad that junglers get 900 damage smite, say, around 10 minutes or so. And if an Ivern or a Yorick or a yeah, Annie and, put down their mm-hmm. thing, they just smite it for 900, like, off-rip. And it usually is enough to almost kill yep. those things. Yeah, that's what they cite as the, the biggest change. And it makes sense. Yeah. Um, lots of area imbalance changes, including buffs to Akali. Uh, here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Um. We've got some bug fixes and quality of life changes, and we've got several skins coming out. Uh, an extension of the astronaut uh, skin line. 
uh, Project Z Prestige Edition, Astronaut mm-hmm. Malkai, Astronaut Ramis, Astronaut Vigar, and Astronaut Corky. So uh, looking pretty good. And all the astronaut skins have chromas. Yeah, the chromas always look so good. I, I, I can't believe how much they've turned around chromas from when they first got uh, oh, absolutely. released to now. Absolutely. They were terrible on release. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Sweet. Uh, that is the patch. So we've got a new cinematic called Fate of Demacia, which uh, honestly didn't really display very much. Um, it's a very it- slow cinematic that doesn't cover like a lot. It's just kind of like panning around Demacia and that looks kind of empty. <laughs> yeah, it looks kind of empty and you can see uh, uh, Viego's sort of like influence approaching. And I think that's kind of it. Yeah, his shadow um, mist stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of it. But I guess uh, Demacia is up next and uh, I think we will get some ruined skins based on that. Yeah, this uh, is got all, the... Sorry, I was sorry, just going to say, this is all leading into like their overall big Sentinels of Light um, event, which seems like one of the biggest events League is ever going to produce, uh, from what mm-hmm. I can tell, at least. Um, it seems like it's going to be a event that affects the whole world of Runeterra, starting with Demacia getting taken over. Uh, hopefully we get, like, corrupted Demacian skins and stuff like that. That would be so fucking cool. Um, I would love if, like, they go through every single region and have, like, corrupt characters from, like, uh, Demacia, Zaun, Ionia, all this shit, and it's just, oh, it'd be so cool. But uh, I think we're going to get a couple patches of cool character skins and stuff. Um, yeah, hopefully. But, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, it, the the webpage for it is kind of, it's kind of bare. Yeah. Um, so on that page, there's like a bunch of secret stuff. Um, oh. If you click like Viego's hand in the picture, it will like play this music box sound and stuff. And then after you listen to the music box sound, it will ask you for like a special code. And then you do the special code, which spoilers, by the way, is it's like, eights and then like the less than sign to make like scissors and it's like four scissors that you make oh interesting when like snipping four times and then it hmm. asks you for another passcode and they have to enter in spoiler Akshan, the name of the next league character who's like the new sentinel of light and then it takes you to a big promo page um that shows the date of the event which is july 8th to august 10th so it's a very That's long event cool. it's a full month long event um we're getting sentinels of light skins for vein graves uh what was it irelia um, there's was one it Graves? Or two more. The Graves is like one that's coming in the second batch of it. Oh, okay, I, I didn't. He's see on that the one. actual like splash page for it, sort of thing. Uh, uh, I think uh, Diana. Diana's one of them. Yeah, Your, not Yorick. Um, there's Crop. I know there's Pantheon a. I know there's a there's there's yeah, ruined Pantheon. Ruined Pantheon. Then cool. his prestige is like a like the pre-ruined version, like the uh, mm-hmm. Sentinel version, which is fucking what a great concept for it. Yeah, uh, super I'm, cool. I'm really excited, though. I think Sentinels of Light have really cool designs, like being Sentilution and now Akshan. Akshan looks so fucking cool, dude. He has a grappling hook. Uh, oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I, oh, I haven't man, pulled I'll up have on uh, on stream, but it's just, like, really cool. He's, I mean, it's just, they're just really cool character designs. He's supposed to be a attack damage mid laner. Um, which is probably going to be problematic. He's going to be oh, an carry mid, <laughs> as you know. Um, but he, he's just like really cool. I love the character design of him. He's just oh, he looks super awesome. sick. Yeah, that looks awesome. So, wow. Yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. I, I'm really excited. It's going to be a very long event. It also looks based on the icons. It looks like it's going to be in every one of League's games. Even Valorant has like its logo at the bottom Ooh. of the page. So I'm wondering how they're going to do Sentinels of Light. Maybe Sentinels of Light guns or something skins for uh, Valorant. That'd be cool. It would be really cool if they released a character in every part of in every like aspect of the game i guess or yeah. uh, in, in all the games that they have um i don't, I don't know okay I, I could see a character with a, a grappling hook being added to valorant, valorant. Or something, yeah. yeah that'd be really cool that'd be awesome 
Uh, we've got a new cinematic story involving Diana and Leona. I haven't had a chance to read this yet. Um, I like skim through it. It's like really cool. It pretty well just goes through their backstory. Uh, I didn't know the, uh, Diana was originally part of Solari. Um, yeah. Before she like defected or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just going over like their relationship through the form of like diaries uh, written by Leona and Diana. Mm-hmm. And just kind of yeah, super cool. It. Yeah. I think in her original lore, I don't know if this has changed or not. Uh, but I believe like she uncovered the secret or whatever to to the Lunari, uh, and then started to question the Solari, and they were uh, and she was met with like uh, exile. So super cool. Yeah, they have a very good, uh, very good um, lore between those two characters. Uh, we've awesome. got n- new Legends of Runeterra cinematic uh, and champions. Uh, what is this? Rexai, Echo, and Pike being added to the game yeah i'm really excited once again they do so well with all their cinematics like they're so fucking cool um oh absolutely legends of Ruterra has has been uh very good i've been playing labs recently uh still trying to beat everyone on on all the difficulties yeah so excited for more to be added awesome uh we've got some prestige updates um they kind of just outline which uh which uh things you can purchase with event prestige and with prestige points um, so you should definitely check that out, check out the post. Um, and I think the thing I'm, thing I'm most excited it. for from prestige, by the way, is, uh, they're doing once again, the thing where they, uh, are adding a prestige skin for a previously released skin. So for LeBlanc, mm-hmm. they're adding one. And then for Morgana, the new they've, they've added this where they're going to add a prestige skin for a previously released 975 skin. So the prestige skin will have additional features that make it a value of like a 1350 Ooh, skin. So it's probably going to cool. be like Exiled or um, Ghost Bride or something like that. But mm-hmm. I, I'm really excited for that. I love turning like older, like boring skins into something way cooler. It's a really cool That'd idea. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I like that a lot um awesome and oh we've got pentakills themes and what winter yeah. animations it's just a small little dev vlog uh kind mm-hmm. of not a lot in this dev vlog it goes over a couple different things one thing is that wild rift has really cool champion animations when you lock in a character your character like poses and fucking emotes and shit like that Ooh. and whereas league it's just like a little picture right and they pretty well said hey we're not ruling out to do this for league but it requires a fuck ton of work for us to do this for league mm-hmm. Makes um sense. Which, them saying that they're not ruling it out means I think they probably have it in the pipeline, or at least on the drawing board. Because uh, hmm. I think they would just say, no, we're, we're not doing that if like they weren't actually going to do it. I feel like Riot's pretty good about stuff like that. Interesting. As for the champion themes, they talk about their musical process for um, writing character themes. They go into like how personality, backstory, and location all play different parts in their themes. I feel like Riot's music team always knocks it out of the park with uh, music. So mm-hmm, absolutely, it's a good little read there. And then last but not least, they do a little thing about who has the most pentakills and they <laughs> go through and uh, look at the patch 11.11 when this was written. And Samira has the most pentakills followed by mastery followed by Katarina. Um, uh, but that doesn't account for popularity. If you account for popularity, it's Samira, then mastery, then Katarina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but it's, it's cool. They like just talk about all this stuff and then they look at ranked and the only characters on patch 11.11 that don't have pentacles uh, across all regions is Soraka, Braum, Rel, and Tarek. Meaning there's a Yumi out there who got a pentakill. Uh, what? Uh, Holy ranked. shit. Okay. I mean, yeah. at least Yumi has damaging abilities, right? Like, how are you ever going to get a pentacle as, as like Braum or Rel, I guess, without yeah. going full damage? Mm-hmm. I don't even know if, if they, those characters scale with the, with the like AP or whatever. Yeah, 
It's just cool, though. It just shows you how many games of League are being played because, holy fuck, man, every team comp in the world has had to be, like, played at least once just based on the number of games being played, even though it's, like, yeah. an astronomical number. There's just so mm-hmm. many fucking games being played every, like, hour. Yeah, that's crazy. Cool. Uh, awesome. That is it for the news. We had a lot that week. Um, do you want to talk about Competitive League? I would love to. I want uh, to talk about the best team in the world. CLG Counter Logic Gaming <laughs> team happened? number one. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. They had a three a week, right? Yeah, they. Uh, I, I think um, they sort of uh, sort of took uh, Coach Moon's plan of okay, we're obviously not a good team. We're just gonna pick run at you champs and yeah. see how that goes. Uh, and hey, it, it's been going pretty well. Um, they proved that uh, they didn't need the Vi or the Galio to uh to make it work uh and you know a couple wins could go a long way for a team that doesn't have very many so pretty exciting um oh yeah it's just fun to meme about them being the best team in the world after they win three games <laughs> i do love that fucking <laughs> meme though like uh oh, oh the, the, why the, isn't the, even a good character um <laughs> I, I can't remember what the second step was but then the third one's like oh can, CL- <laughs> can clg win lcs this is where you currently are <laughs> on the timeline of yeah uh, it's like funny. it's like uh vice not a good character surely they are uh clg isn't gonna win three games clg <laughs> isn't gonna win summer split <laughs> yeah uh oh. it was funny though because I, I thought you were memeing but you literally saw the vi pick and then didn't watch the game from what i understand so i i, I tuned in i don't i don't usually watch a lot of uh the games i uh, Honestly, I, I usually only watch CLG, CLG games when they win. Yeah. Um, I'll go back and watch the VOD. Boy, uh, you're eating so good. <laughs> fortunately, I don't have to watch too many games. Yeah. Uh, I, but uh, I, I tuned it in. I happened to watch them throw one dragon fight, and I was like, oh, okay, this is the CLG I've seen before. Yeah. So then I stopped watching. Uh, I did get a chance to watch game three live, which I think was uh, really interesting because they didn't get the VOD that game. Mm-hmm. So super fun i i think it just kind of goes to show how good divine sunderer is yeah um and i really like brax's tech of of taking a uh, phase rush on Vi. i actually played it in an aram and it felt really really good mm-hmm. to be able to uh disengage from some of these fights that i was able to to start it is so. cool though I, I definitely think clg is not the best team i think no, we're obviously all memeing not. and saying that they're yeah. gonna like <laughs> make it to worlds or whatever but that being yeah. said playing to your strengths of like hey we're not mechanically or synergistically the best team at all let's just play some easy shit man (laughs) yeah and i think it goes a long way in a region that doesn't necessarily have a a defined meta um Mm -hmm. like na does we kind of just like frankenstein picks and and comps from other regions and Mm -hmm. and try to try to make it work best so i think sticking to one just like hey this works for us like is is the best way to go we see this a lot with um in international events with uh minor region teams where they pick really weird shit and have a little bit of success sometimes resulting in a, a ton of success yeah um because they're familiar with these characters they play them every single game um and uh have, have a lot of have a lot more success than trying to mimic like a g2 comp or a damwon comp um which i think like i would love to see na lean in towards more into more Oh, for sure. I think it's a, a really good way of playing. I, I think, like, mm-hmm. play what you're comfortable with, right? Because if, you, if you're trying to emulate the best, you're not going to do it better than them, like, by any means. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I don't think the talent in NA is, is good enough to 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 beat other regions at, at, their, at their own game. So why not just lean into, like, weird slash gimmicky slash, like, 
simple things, I guess, simple comps and try to nail oh, some sure. of the other aspects of the game. Um, speaking of teams that uh, are should be good, uh, Cloud9, Zven <laughs> is back. Um, it was a really weird announcement. They, <laughs> I feel like they, the announcement kind of led the viewer to believe that it wasn't it wasn't a benching yeah um but that's you're just trying out king we didn't want to win any games this weekend yeah it's weird to have a have a whole tweet that's like he's back like well you're the one who took him away so yeah um but yeah Sven's back for cloud nine should be a huge boost uh i think king looked okay at best um i do think na has like pretty pretty decent 80 carry talent um so kind of hard to to stand out there but it's back um are there any other like things you want to talk about i think uh that's kind of it tsm has been looking real fucking real good yeah so like once again like we have some people who are like frustrated that tsm is doing well which is fair i i I don't think tsm is like a world-class team by any mean any means but like so we had some people in the discord who were upset that it seems like TSM is the best place in NA because Team Liquid and Cloud9 torpedoed the roster by benching Alfari and Sven, right? <laughs> but, like, I don't think CS, like that's a TSM problem. Like, TSM's, like, playing fine. They're playing the best in NA. I don't think it's good by any means. But, like, mm-hmm. well, I think, I, I, I I think do, both like, TL or Cloud9 could beat them if they played their fucking real roster. Like, I, I think so, too. It would be a little bit closer. Um, But I don't want to take any... Oh, God, I hate, I hate saying this. I don't want to take any credit away from TSM because they have been playing extremely well. Mm-hmm. Cooney's been playing out of his fucking mind. That backdoor. I, I think he absolutely should have... I, I think he deserved to win MVP uh, or, or weak MVP over Broxa for this past week. Um, yeah. I think it's a little meme that a CLG player got it because they did go 3-0. Um, but I, I think Huni deserved it for sure. Uh, it's more like the differential, really right? When you like are the last place team and then you do well, it's like, oh fuck, this is a huge improvement. They must be player of the game versus like a yeah, first place I, I think team that's, like playing better. You know what I mean? That's definitely what it what it came down to. I mm-hmm. think um, because there's no way Huni wasn't the best player of the week. He uh, his fucking play was amazing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's kind of it. Cool. So. Cool. Want to move on to Roundtable? Yeah, Roundtable. Yeah, so last week's Roundtable was Riot has partnered with the franchise of your dreams to create a new skin. Um, what franchise would you like to see Riot partner with, and what skin would you like to see from it? From our Twitter, we got one from Rindosu. They said, not a franchise, but I'd love to see popular streamers who play League have their own skins. Tyler Run Draven, Yasso, Yasso, Ninja Ezreal. Uh, yeah, those would be fucking sick, Like I think. <laughs> It'd be really, really cool. I, I feel like that's a really easy cash grab, too. Oh, for sure. Um, next is, uh, from, uh, Maurice. I'm, I don't know how to pronounce your name. Sorry. Uh, Maurice. I'm going to say Maurice. Uh, <laughs> I would say, I would love some Pokemon skins like the, uh, obvious Pikachu Cannon skin, Squirtle Fizz, or maybe even Mewtwo Syndra. There's so many that they can make. I agree. That'd be fucking crazy. Um, and then last from not last, but not least from Jason, he says, I couldn't think of a favorite, but Nintendo, uh, theme, Nintendo line of skins would be would have to include Yoshi Tom Kench. Yoshi Tom Kench would be Ooh, really, really sick. That would be cool. From our Facebook, we got one from Eddie. Says Marvel Spider-Man Amuvu, uh, Thor Olaf, Hulk Mundo, Hawkeye Ash, Rocket Raccoon Rumble, Groot Ivern, Captain America Pantheon, Black Widow Camille, Iron Man Ezreal, Loki Shaco, Drax Set. Yeah, those are all fucking sick. <laughs> Rocket then, Raccoon Rumble is so fucking good. Yeah, the alliter- alliteration is really good, too. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Chris said McDonald's, Ronald McDonald Shaco, Grimace <laughs> Zach, Captain uh, Crook, uh, 
gangplank, hamburglar echo, or jinx because why not? I agree, man. Those, those <laughs> would be sick. And we got a couple from our Discord as well. One from Tedrick. He says, what about Avatar theme skins? Appa, Tom Kench, anyone? So he says, Appa for Tom Kench. Aang uh, is Lee Sin. Uh, Katara is Nami. So uh, Soka. I don't. I don't. I've never watched Avatar. I'm, I don't watch children's shows. Uh, Nar, <laughs> Zuko, <laughs> Brand. Uh, that's just a meme, by the way, guys. I don't actually want to shit on your child's show. Um, and then, last but not least, you got one from Ejack. He says, uh, "Got to be a Middle Earth uh, Enterprise team up for Ooh. Lord of the Rings skins. Uh, Garen as Aragorn, uh, Zillion as Gandalf. Although Viger's graybeard skin already kind of looks like a Gandalf skin. Yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> Poppy, Gimli, Ash, Slasher, Khan, Legolas, Ziggs, Gollum, uh, Amumu, Frodo, Lulu, Sam, Fizz, Timo, Merrigan, Pippin. <laughs> it's funny." Uh, yeah, th- those are awesome answers. Uh, this week's round table question, though, is what uh, champion would you like to see have stories slash events developed around them? Why? Uh, I want to say real quick, I'm disappointed at the lack of like name amalgamations that we received. I want to hear like Garengorn. Garengorn, that's like, funny. <laughs> Eric Garen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like those are powerful names that that don't exist. But, yeah, uh, that's okay. Um, is it wrong to say Sen and Lucian more? Um, I, th- I mean, I think that's like the, what's happening now. So I, I yeah. will put that as my answer. Uh, I would love to see some more development around, around Zed or like an animated, um, I don't know, cinematic of his interaction with Shen and his father. I think, I think that storyline is really cool. Um, and, uh, isn't, isn't like touched on very much. Mm-hmm. Um, mine would be Tom Catch. I feel like that's pretty straightforward though. I feel like his whole idea of like kind of being this devious gambling man who will like take people for their mm-hmm. all their worth. You know what I mean? Uh, and turning into like their just anything to like deceive them or like take advantage of them is like, it could be its own like short story series, I think. So, we, so we talked about this on the, on the discord and I wasn't sure Tom Kench can shapeshift, right? I believe so. You can take like the shape of like anything to like deceive people. I, okay, I that's what I least. thought, but I wasn't able to find anything. I could only find <laughs> a weird Tim Kench. It was just Tom Kench and Timberlands. I'm pretty sure I could be completely wrong, but like I'm pretty sure that's in his like uh, original like short minute and a half like thing. He, I thought that was be... like he could yeah he could take a form that would entice the person the most. Yeah, I think like I'm not sure if his current form is like what he's actually supposed to look like outside of any forms or not but uh i'm pretty sure he's, he can take like whatever form people uh are enticed by gotcha um cool uh if you want to send in the roundtable answers they can hit us up on facebook at leadcast twitter at leadcast send us an email mail at leadcastpodcast.com or come into our roundtables uh roundtable uh come into our discord and post in our roundtable <laughs> section Cool. Uh, let's jump into mail fight. We've got our first email, which is from MJK777. Hello, all. I love the podcast and the discussions you all have. There's great chemistry between you that makes this podcast a joy to listen to and a highlight of my week. I've been listening to the talk about contracts and League, par- uh, League of Legends parody, especially in LCS. I have another sports model that might work to fix the problem. I propose a single entity system a la the MLS. Uh, the way this would work is all the owners own shares of the league as well as a team. The MLS, uh, this is soccer, by the way, has mm-hmm. stayed with the system as well as the salary cap to maintain league parity despite market size, and it has worked. The basic idea of a single entity system is that any profits made are funneled into the into league and then dispersed between uh, dispersed evenly between the teams. This means broadcasting rights, merch transfers, etc. are all split after a cut 
is given to the selling team. For example, if a team sells a player for $1,000, they may take a 30% cut, and then the rest of the money goes into the league as an entity to be distributed to all the teams evenly, including the seller. This would allow for teams to still make money off of sales while keeping the money relatively even. However, in order for this to work, a salary cap is needed. The single entity system doesn't stop richer slash uh, more engaged owners from pouring money into transfers and salaries. That would be the job of a cap. In the MLS, there's a league max salary, but there's a special exception called a DP, where you can spend money above the league cap in order to sign a player, with their cap hit being equal to the league max. Um, and the owner paying the rest of the salary out of pocket. Thinks hmm. ca think caps to Cloud9 or Abadage to 100 Thieves being an example of a potential DP. Here is a there is a limit to how many DPs you can have on a team, and the transfer fee is average. Uh, to the is averaged into the cap hit. Hopefully this all makes sense. I really like the structure of the MLS for increased parity and thought it might work well for the LCS. Sorry for the long email, MJK777. Um, no, that sounds uh, that sounds really good. I think um, that's probably the best model for the LCS. Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably a little bit too late, unfortunately. Um, I think the league has to be founded or at least like majorly restructured the way that um, franchising was, because um, I don't know. I don't know if like teams at the top would agree to this. Because I imagine <laughs> yeah. TSM would be losing a lot more money than they would be that they would be earning during this. Yeah, uh, and I, you can't really fault them for not wanting to to do that. TSM's making some fucking squeesh compared to like some bottom teams right now. Let's yeah, there's, <laughs> like there's no way that that CLG is contributing enough for TSM to be okay with. Yeah. with that um it's a, so it's a great I, concept though I, I love the idea that like everything kind of goes back in partially to funding the league itself like that, that's a really yeah, good I, concept i think it actually works like really well for the lcs yeah um i i just think the teams are too established in in trying to make money that you know yeah i don't think it'll work unfortunately that's yeah, great though um, thank you thank you mjk Next email is from Jonathan Isolade, not Christian Coca-Cola, Talon Johnson. Jesus. Whew. Uh, hi, I'm Jonathan Isolade, not Christian Coca-Cola, Talon Johnson. And surprise, surprise, I'm here for that roundtable question. Imagine a hot summer day, the warm breeze blowing in your face, your hair that you spent 30 minutes fixing being ruined by said breeze, the sun just blasting all over your face with its hot sweat-making sun rays. <laughs> Then you log on a league and you see a new partnership with Coca-Cola. And what's that? A Talon skin where he has a hood? Oh my god. His blade would be the red Coca-Cola knife. The cloak <laughs> would feature brown fizzly ads at the end of it. And when you jump walls, there's two Coca-Cola bottles on your back that spray a ray of cola. That's it. Hire me, please, Riot, because I got more. Jonathan, Isolade, not Christian, Coca-Cola, Talon Johnson. I feel like that just works for any character. <laughs> like, yeah. That's funny, like, though. That's really funny. Thanks, Jonathan. Um, next email is from Pokey Freak. Uh, hey, guys. I was listening to last week's podcast and the discussion about Viego, and I agree he's kind of a snowballing assassin that face rolls the keyboard when ahead. I think the reset on his ultimate and the, the instantaneous blink of it is problematic. My proposed Viego revision is to give him his ult from TFT instead. In TFT, he is a five-cost unit, and when he has enough mana to cast, he will start a channel on the closest unit to him, and if he manages to kill the unit with the ability, he gains them as a thrall for his team. In essence, it looks like a Malzahar ult in Summoner's Rift. Uh, 
He instead had his ult show an execute bar, like Cho'Gath ult, but there was a channel time as he siphoned their life force out uh, before he became that champion. I think it would be a lot more balanced because you would have a second or two to CC him uh, while he is sealing their soul. I think this would make the champion more of a soul laner or skirmisher rather than a burst assassin that builds AD carry items. Also, if you had summoner spell heal, you could counter his ult by healing out of the execute range before he becomes you. As a side tangent, I have played a bit of the new Tom Kench on PvE, and it feels like they've decided he's meant to be a support. His new W is great for hopping walls to get deep wards and save teammates. His Q keeps him alive better in lane, but OMG does his new E suck. The best plays I've made in my few games with new Kench is counter uh, and engage from a Yone or Rakan with my W when they hop uh, on my team, which allows uh, me to... my team. To blow them up, otherwise I feel useless. His new ult still working as a cleanse and giving a shield is nice, but such a long cooldown, the damage is not worth it. Thanks for reading my email. I'm super enjoying the TFT set currently and enjoying uh, listening to you guys. Keep me updated in what's happening on the Rift. Sorry for the long email from a fellow Canadian Pokey Freak. Hell yeah. Uh, awesome. Thanks for the email. Uh, yeah, I mean, it It kind of seems like your Viego idea would be good. I don't hate it. Um uh i i think like your idea of just removing the invulnerability basically uh is super interesting and i think it uh it could definitely work in league but i don't know i don't know it's hard how do i mean how do you feel about tom kent on the pbe like with his uh with his e I think I think he's like the thing that's changed the least. Like it's a little bit longer, which is kind of annoying. But like I'm like I've n- I haven't heard a single person like complain about that since like the the change back to like how it currently functions. It's just longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think like base stats in like early game nerf is like the biggest change to him. Mm, interesting. Cool. Um, thanks, Pokey Freak. Next, the email is from H Fire Haley Cast. Been a hot minute since I've had the time to email. Thanks again for the most chill podcast to listen to during work commutes. I know you guys are keeping champ concepts out of mail fight for content reasons, but you had a mechanic I would like to see in League and wanted an opinion on it. Have you ever played Magicka or Magicka 2? Kind of similar to your Sonar rework ideas. Spoilers for non-patrons, I think. I think those are... That's out, I think. I think it comes uh, out in, in a couple days. Oh, okay. Well, hey, pay for us. Pay for it. <laughs> uh, in Magicka, you queue up different elements to make a final spell based on the elements you chose in the order of them. So why not a champ that has three elements and activate a spell key instead of an ult? This would allow for a champion to have a ton of slightly altered spells. Thanks for the awesome podcast and community, guys. Keep it up. Also, potential roundtable if it hasn't been done before. Which champion has the best slash joke and why? Thanks, Hfire. I don't know if you've done this, the best joke. Um, it's definitely Diana, though. Yeah. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think I like know enough characters' jokes to make a full call on that. But I feel like... Not either, but I, I think she is like a, a an anti joke, and it's it's what makes it good. Yeah. Um, that character exists in a MOBA. His name is Invoker. Yeah, and he is one of the coolest characters to ever exist in in a uh, in a MOBA. Um, he has I think twenty, I don't know, like twenty seven different spells. Yeah, that he can cast, and they all have separate cooldowns and and really unique abilities uh i think that character would be awesome in league i think he'd be fucking impossible to balance mm-hmm. so i'm i'm for it oh yeah awesome thanks h fire uh next the emails from cullen 
Hey, guy, uh, hey folks, I wrote in a while ago as a sad, tilted silver boy that got demoted from gold. I just want to say thank you for being so kind. That email was supposed to sound a bit more tongue-in-cheek, but came off pretty damn cringy. Sorry about that. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I took some of your advice. I started watching One Piece. Oh, no. And it's fantastic. I haven't watched any anime before, and now I think you've created another weeb. Damn it. I also leveled up a new account that's a Teemo one trick because I love that champion, but I don't ever really want to play him much on my main. And I have to say, leveling a new account is fucking awful. There's smurfs that mute chat and sit in the dark cor- corner of the prancing pony, smoking a pipe, very calm, cool, and collected as stuff, even as stuff goes wild like it would in an Iron 4 game. Then the next thing you know, they're fucking saving Summoner's Rift from the Dark Lord while having to babysit Mary and Pippin, the rest of us, saving us from orcs and trying to make us feel useful. Sometimes Aragorn's not on the other team, or you have a bronze to, quote, smurf. Yes, a guy seriously called himself that. Uh, incessantly typing in chat and barking orders at everyone, even the Aragorns. Then you have bots. I don't know. It's just wild out there. Having leveled a Team 01 trick account, I cannot describe how happy I am that Stridebreaker is losing its dash. Garen, Darius, and most of the normal team of counters were almost impossible to play against. Once they got Stridebreaker, the lane is pretty much over. I couldn't even get into auto range if Stridebreaker was up. All Darius had to do was Stridebreaker, E, and I get the full combo and I'm dead. Or Garen, Stridebreaker, and Q, and even if I blind the Q, his E and Ignite will melt me enough for his ultimate to finish me off. Teemo's W becomes pretty useless at that point for anything except preemptively dodging abilities. And even then, I only have 20 seconds to poke them down without my W before I have to big brain them again. Last episode, you talked about the new items, but any thoughts on all the mobility nerfs? Also, I'm a former hobo, then lived in a van and now a trucker and have been to all 48 plus Canada. I think a fun roundtable would be what champion would be from your hometown. Like Cho'Gath would be from Memphis because it's the fattest city in America and Jin from Portland because where else would a crazy theater kid be from? I'm from Raleigh and I think Swain would be a good fit there because he looks like one of the classic Southern gentlemen that would wear uh, vineyard vines underneath all that armor and drink sweet tea after a hard day's work of rooting 80 carries. Love ya. Love ya. Uh, P.S. Valheim is fun as hell. Cullen. Oh boy, um, watching One Piece. Come on, man. Uh, no, it's probably a good idea to for. Or it's probably a good thing that Stridebreaker is gone. I think the mobility is too strong, um, and I think we are of the opinion that the mobility items were a little bit too strong. Yeah. Or some of them were. Like I don't think Dead Man's was that bad, but Shirelia's yeah. <laughs> um, definitely was was very strong. So like Dead Man's wasn't bad, but it's because it was really like OP, and then they had to gut it. So it, like was super bad so like hopefully yeah. it becomes better now that it's less reliant on the movement speed part of it yeah hopefully um and then yeah we, we could add champion. that to the uh maybe we could add that to uh yeah i think it's a good one round table list yeah For sure cool thank you cullen Next email is from Jason. Okay, this week was stressful. My moving truck came Friday, unpacked everything, which wasn't much, by the way, in about a day and a half. Wow, that must be nice. Uh, got the rest of my things hooked up, and here I am playing League. I listened to you, your tips and decided to just play Aram and Norms for about two days, and then Monday happened. Assuming you all saw my tweet, you will know I dropped almost 30 kills using Blue Cane in a bronze game with my buddy. Sorry for the long-ass email back to ranked Jason. Holy shit, 30 kills. Oh, yeah. There are not many games that I've ever played where I had 30 kills. Yeah, we had, we had a game where I think Colton got 40 kills one time, and we're like, that's the first time I think I've ever seen someone get 40 kills in a game. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I think like 20 is a, is a lot. Yeah. Um, but 30 and 40, like 40 is, is fucking, I've, I don't know if I've ever seen 40 outside of Colton. Yeah. 
You don't um, drop 40 bombs too often. Yeah, not in league. Uh, awesome. Thank you, Jason. Uh, next email is from Cole. Hi, I'm currently Bronze 1. I play mid in jungle. I'm relatively decent at mid. I'm relatively fucking horrible at jungle. If I get mid, I always pick Lissandra, regardless of matchup, because I feel super comfortable on her. I've got a 57% win, uh, win rate with her. So I'm going to keep doing that. My issue is when I queue with mid as primary role and jungle as secondary, I get jungle most of the time. Literally, I did the math. This season, 50%, uh, 56% of my games have been in the jungle. I've played five different champions in the jungle, and my win rate looks to be well below 50% while in that role. I feel I could easily get to silver if I got mid lane most of the time. Should I keep trying to jungle? I do think I'm getting better, better just struggling to find a champ I love. Should I queue for mid? And something else that I get mid more. What secondary role would give me mid lane most often? Thanks, Cole. Yeah, so you're queuing as the most popular role and mm-hmm. as the least popular role at the same time. And the game is going to see you putting jungle secondary and say, this ki- this person is fine playing jungle. And then put you in the jungle. Uh, so if you don't want to play the jungle, queue up for anything except jungle. I think... Um, I, I would say probably top and 80 carry are probably tied uh, in popularity and then support a little bit under that. Um, and then, yeah, jungle last. So, so if you if you want mid more, I would say go mid slash top or mid slash 80 carry. Yeah. Um, statistically looking at uh, data from League of Graphs, which they have lots of nifty like data. They have the coolest like random data. Uh, it looks like most popular roles goes mid top 80 carry jungle than support currently. Um, obviously, that's different based on elos that's different based on regions yada 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 like i think 80 carry becomes a way more popular role as like you get higher elo um and top becomes less popular but typically mm-hmm. the solo lanes are most popular for like overall so if you want to queue uh mid queue mid top and then honestly top's not a bad role to like off roll mid laners like you can still play like a solo lane you're just like in a longer lane you need to play a little bit safer but try that yeah yeah you can take those champs up there good luck cole uh, next email is from Nitrous God. Hey boys, last week I asked you a question regarding getting an S rank and what you felt the qualifications were for a jungler to achieve this rank. Now I have a question regarding Shivana specifically. When playing, is it better to play her as an AP bruiser, always focusing on maxing out your damage output, or is it better to play a more tanky style, still building damage but focusing more on your survivability for team fights? Uh, as always, any and all help is appreciated. Thanks for the hard work. Signed, Nitrous God. Uh, so first things first, you should at uh, famous Psy, famous Cy yeah. on Discord, and uh, talk to him about Shivana because I think he's probably the most knowledgeable person on our Discord um, about that character, and he can help you out a bunch. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, it's it's going to depend on the game. There are certain games where you know there's five squishies on the other team. This is going to be a full AP Shivana Dark Harvest game where I'm just going to try to one hit people because I have the the ability to do so. <laughs> and there's going to be other games where I'm never going to one hit Mundo, uh, but I can out damage him if I go a little bit like on hit slash conqueror, um, more of the uh, like tanky bruiser play style. Um, of course, like you're going to have to commit to your rune before the game, but your build can be flexible throughout it. Um, so I yeah, think, I would say it comes with experience and, and talk to talk to famous Psy. <laughs> yeah, typically right now, though, I, I definitely do think the full AP is better than anything else. So if you can try to go that, then go for it. But there is going to be games where you get behind. Maybe, like, going full AP is never going to be good that game. So maybe builder a little bit tankier. But, yeah, just, like, feel, feel it out, man. You got it. Yeah. 
Uh, next email is from uh, oh, thank you, Nitrous God. Next email is from Jazzy. Uh, evening casters, I'm curious if you had any tips or tricks to play AD. I'm leaving top because the champion pool is full of unfun characters to play against. The new items are just a straw that broke the camel's back. So I'm going to the bot lane. I used to play support, but it seems like everyone main support these days. Uh, I thought, what roles do people not like playing? So I settled for AD carry. I chose AD because of how many of the, quote, marksmen are viable in each role, such as Quid and Vayne for top, Shasan and Lucian for mid, Graves and Kindred for jungle, and even Ash and Center for support. Anyway, I'm finding it to be a completely different rodeo from anything I've played before. Top lane taught me wave management, but that's less prevalent in a lane where there are two people who can usually clear the wave relatively easily, or where your support can mess it up. I've taken to just farming, practicing trading uh, a lot, kiting, and making sure I continue farming using uh, uh, Saber's um, mid-game farming tips. What do you guys think are some easy uh, are some things every AD carry should know or should prioritize? The ex uh, question extends to Nick in particular since he's the support main of the group. As a support, do you find yourself uh, saying, I wish my AD carry would X, and if so, what is that? I hear you pretty much main Leona. Do you change your pick if it's better for your AD carry? I'm really liking Ash because of her utility, but that's probably just the tank player in me still wanting to be a tank. Uh, do you think having a wide variety of AD carries is important so I can pick to fill in my team's weaknesses or to counter the enemy's team? Or do you think Mythics give me enough variety and to just play one? Anything else anyone can contribute to a budding AD carry main would be greatly appreciated. Jazzy. Ooh, okay, so there's a lot here. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, I mean, the, these characters that you listed for each role but despite falling in on the marksman role are different from each other. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't view them through the lens of their, their marksman. So they play similar, similarly. Um, but that's kind of a good mindset to have is I know how to play a ranged character who deals damage in bot lane. So I can play them in the top lane. Um, I have a something... lot of strong opinions about AD carry. Sure. Go ahead. I'll, uh, I'll fill in after you're done. <laughs> yeah. I think like one thing is, I would recommend when you're starting to play AD carry, queuing like a lot of games with a duo support if you can. Mostly mm -hmm. because you're gonna not know what you're fucking up. You're not gonna know what your support's fucking up. It's always gonna feel like you're on different like waves lengths. At least if you're playing with someone, you can understand when you guys as a duo fuck something up rather than like if it's your fault or your support's fault. Like being on the same page and understanding how like lanes play and not just having lanes get like torpedoed because of like a miscommunication is going to help your actual learning experience like tenfold. I, I think that's honestly like a good place to start. Uh, I know like obviously finding a duo isn't the easiest thing, but oh my fucking God, playing with someone who you can talk to in a duo lane is so fucking great. Um, that being said, uh, I do think for actual solo queue, I think playing solo uh, AD carry bottom is absolutely fine. It's just, you have to be able to play whatever style you're teammate is wants to play right if you have an, a leona who wants to go in every second you probably should be trying to pick a, uh, an ad carry that can do that or at least playing a play style that can follow up on that mm -hmm. right you can't just be playing the sit back and farm till 30 play style if you're if your support's gonna suicide a bunch of times and you also can't be playing the i'm playing draven so i'm gonna auto attack them five times under turret like taking turret trades um if your support's gonna be playing behind you the entire lane because you're gonna get ganked and die yeah, I think that's something that a lot of people, a lot of newer players don't really understand is mm -hmm. that the the pace of the lane is not determined by the AD carry. The support yeah. the support is driving that car. Um you play you play to the style of the support, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um and sometimes that's going to be really unfortunate because you've got a player who 
is is picking Leona but doesn't want to engage fights yeah. uh, or or stands behind you even worse um, and then sometimes it's going to be bad because they want to go in too much and and you at this point do just need to farm and sit back and, and you know wait for your team to help or for you to scale or something um, I think the only other like huge thing that I would realize is like that I would recommend is learn level timings yeah um, it's really important especially if you're going to just learn one learn <laughs> level two yeah because the game can be can be lost and I, I don't mean the lane i mean the game can be lost if you are playing against like a thresh or or nautilus or someone like that and they hit two before you do and you get hooked like yeah. the game the, the lane is over for you guys you're just going to run it down because they'll have a full level lead plus extra kills um all because you didn't realize that they were a dinging level two when you weren't yeah uh and then the other thing is like if your support leaves the lane for whatever reason if it's the right call or not please please just just like don't die that is your single most important like role it's it's not to find farm it's not to get experience from those minions don't die when your support is gone the support may be making a wrong play and there's nothing you could do to stop that from happening so your your best play is to just not make that even worse yeah there are so many times where like i'm trying to roam like mid is leona to to look for a pick or even just like put pressure on the map you know mid lane is a hard matchup if i show up it's gonna make them it's gonna make the enemy consider like oh i might still be around so i've got to play a little bit safer relieving some of that pressure in that lane and even though it's not a like traditionally successful gank you know it helps the team in some way but then you've just died because you wanted two ranged minions yeah like that then that play is gone uh and and any benefit that happened is, is now a, you know a detriment uh, uh, unless, and that happens all the time that's that's the biggest yeah. thing that i complain about oh it's huge yeah it happens all the time uh Last little thing about champion uh, pool. So I'm someone who thinks roles like AD carry, where it's literally like min-maxing damage, you're both playing very similar characters. Um, mm -hmm. You should be, should be playing whatever meta AD carries are like there. I, I'm not expecting you to learn how to play every AD carry, but you should be able to play at least one of like the three meta AD carries like on each patch, right? Like right now, like... Um, uh, I don't know. Vayne's like really good, I would say. Uh, Draven's like pretty good if you can play him. Um... I think Jin well, like is last good. patch, last patch is Ezreal a good is example. The best you needed to know how to play Ezreal. Yeah, Ezreal. Like, like, you, you have yeah. to ban Ezreal, or you have to be able to play him. Like, or else exactly. you're like kind of throwing. And then there's been tons of like for the last couple months, Samira and Kaisa were like character for. If you're not playing Kaisa or playing Samira, you should be probably be banning them. Like or, banning or else, the, them and pick the other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, other than that, though, like there's a world in which. I think mage supports are still, like, OP, personally. I think, like, Ziggs, um, Swain, ma ma Vigar. You said mage supports, but you mean mage, mage carries? Mage AD carries, sorry. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, Vigar, Swain, and Ziggs, I think, are some of the best AD carries in the game bottom, like, playing mage bottoms. That being said, I don't think they're worth playing unless you're duo queuing. I really think that even though mages have been a thing bottom lane for two, maybe three years now? Like, it's coming up on three years, probably, right? Um, mm hmm I don't think enough supports have learned how to play with mages yet, which is crazy that that role develops so slowly. But I'm talking about like even like high diamond. Like I think lots of supports only know how to play with eighty carries. Don't understand mage power spikes. Don't understand itemization. Don't understand how to play with the mid to late game. That I think unless you're duo queuing, I don't think it's worth trying to play Vigar, Swain, Ziggs, whatever. I think you're just going to lose most of those games, even though they're good picks. Yep. Like even if you're trying to compliment, like oh my team's all eighty, I'm going to play ziggs 
I think your support probably doesn't know how to play with the zigs, and that's going to be problematic. Yeah, I think, uh, I, like, Swain has been the highest win rate bot laner for, at at the very least, the, the past four patches. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't think he's good outside of a coordinated environment. Um, but, I, I mean, so Jazzy in particular asked if, if he should one-trick Vayne, and I said yes. I think Vayne is pretty meta-proof. I think yeah. she's, like, she obviously goes through periods where she's better and worse, but I think for the most part, she's always been, like, able to solo carry games based on how much damage she's outputting. Um, so I would say one-trick Vayne. Uh, and I know that's gonna that's gonna perk up Aiden's ears because he loves that character. <laughs> I also think that she's probably one of the best AD carries for using any fucking AD carry mythic that she wants. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think that's Absolutely. gonna also like meta proof her a little bit. So mm-hmm. awesome. Yep. Uh, so play vain. <laughs> um, thank you, Jazzy. Next email is from Muse Guy. Hi guys. I heard you guys talk about gold efficiency on the podcast, but I don't really understand what it means or how it is figured out. If you could explain this for me, I would greatly appreciate it. You're welcome for the short email. Thank you, Muse Guy. Um, so I guess we can, we can, if you, if you want a like hard example to look at in front of you, you should probably Google it. Um, but the best example or the best like description of it is every stat in the game has a gold value, um, per unit. And that is determined by taking the lowest, like lowest item that offers that, yeah. uh, lowest component. Um, so for attack damage, that would be a long sword. You take the 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 amount of units of stat, so ten eighty, uh, and then three hundred and fifty gold is the cost, so that's the that's the the gold value of ten AD. So then you find the gold value of one AD, which would be thirty five gold per AD, um, and then you can determine is it like uh, for I don't know a BF sword, which is what forty attack damage and thirteen hundred gold. Yep. Um, it would be a gold. It, BF sword is what more than a hundred percent gold efficient because it is less than four long swords. It's four long swords worth of stats, but less than four long swords worth of gold. So that's kind of just the the best way to to evaluate or to to describe gold efficiency. Yeah, is it's how much of the stat for of the of the smallest component for how much of the gold um uh, and, i do, and I do having a higher gold efficiency is better than than having a lower one sorry i do really kind of quickly want to jump in here though because i do think we disingenuously talk about gold efficiency efficiency not on purpose uh but because it is a flawed thing we don't actually have the riot's internal data for gold efficiency efficiency in theory riot probably has values for what they consider every item to be like stat wise um and our gold version of gold efficiency is only based on what we're given like we're taking the core item and then dividing it by its gold cost and its stat value right this leads mm-hmm. to problems with items like lethality where the core lethality item is serrated dirk you know what serrated dirk stats are it's 30 attack damage and 10 lethality right so we already know what attack damage is so we have to apply that so 30 attack damage that's um uh sorry i'm doing quick math it, that's a thousand a thousand fifty gold worth of mm-hmm. stats with what we've learned from ad right meaning that means the 10 lethality is is worth 50 gold so lethality is five gold a lethality nick and that's <laughs> not true that's not true right yeah riot has come out and stated that their internal values for lethality are closer to like 50 gold per lethality right mm-hmm. so that's just a conversion that's like completely forked but because serrated dirk is our 
most core lethality item, it fucks up the whole lethality equation. So in theory, every item that has lethality is probably undervalued by the lol wiki measure of gold efficiency, right? Yeah, true. So like there's things true. like that. And then obviously like items like uh like ability haste is like super whack because like every ability has different like strengths. Like the the strength of Shen pulling his Q, right? The ability haste on that ability versus a fucking blitzcrank hook, right? Those are those ability haste has different value gold values to those characters you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so like there's tons of like wacky shit with gold uh efficiency it's more just a starting point for conversation right when we look at Hallbreaker, we go holy fuck this item has a ton of actives on it like it does a ton of shit and stat wise it's already gold efficient before we even start looking at its effects right Mm -hmm. that's why if you look at any tank item tank items typically have very strong actives but they're all gold inefficient right they're usually like 80 percent gold efficient but it's something like randuins where you're fucking slowing attacks you're shooting out like a big aoe slow around you you're doing tons of cool shit like that right and that's what makes the item efficient to build right you're not building randuins because it gives you shitty amounts of armor and shitty amounts of health you're building because it has a sick active um so it's once again it's just more a conversation starter don't use gold efficiency as a like be all end all by any means it's just a place to start going like hey this item is pretty fucking good like a great example is um dark seal dark seal uh let me pull this up really quick um dark seal is the item i fucking jerk off all the time because i've started building it (laughs) on tom kench um dark seal is a item that gives 15 ability power 40 health meaning it is 123% 123% gold efficient for a 350 gold item at level like at, sorry for 350 gold right and it gets 30 per, 30% gold more gold efficient per stack meaning building wow, just a dark Jesus. seal is gold efficient and then every stack you get on it makes it bonkers gold efficient dark mm-hmm. seal is an item that every single fucking jungler in the game who has ap ratios should just sit on if they're ahead if you're an udir and you get a kill early spend that gold on a dark seal you're, you're, you have a gold efficient item that can stack up to being 400% gold efficient. And yeah, Udyr doesn't have a ton of AP ratios, but his shield has an AP ratio. His Phoenix form is an AP ratio. He has pretty good AP scaling. Like it's so crazy. So like, that's where like mm-hmm. you kind of like go, oh, this item's gold efficient and it probably shouldn't be. And then you go, oh, that item is probably strong. I should start building it on these characters. That's like where the conversation begins. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the the best analysis of, of mm-hmm. gold efficiency. It's not as quite as clear cut as I put it, um, for sure. Uh, but it's just an, analyzing an item based on the stats it gives yep. uh, through the lens of gold. So thank you, Muse guy. Next is from Milky the Nico guy. Hey, uh, it's Milky again. I know the last time I emailed in, y'all told me to try and narrow down my champion pool, but I've recently been toying around with AP Bruiser Recon Mid. He has 90 damage when built with a fair amount of AP and is able to stay in fights without taking too much damage thanks to his W and E. I've been going Electrocute, either Sudden Impact or Taste of Blood, Eyeball Collection in Ingenious Hunter, Igneous Hunter, for primary runes and then Shield Bash and second wind for secondary, start Dorn's Ring, build Reftmaker, either Swark Shoes or Lucidity Boots, Cosmic Drive, and then something like Frozen Heart because the mana and armor are nice. I haven't had a game go long enough to get another item, but I'm thinking either Nashers, Demonic Embrace, or Lichbane. Lane isn't too rough because you have a shield come up every 30-ish seconds. And with Shield Bash, you can W in and auto someone for a big burst while they may not even get through your shield as you walk away. With Shield Bash and Electrocute, your WQ auto attack does a fat chunk of damage and then you'll heal for a little bit from your Q. Outside of uh, your focus, 
Uh, outside of lane, your focus is being a disruption. E to an ally, W to the enemy team. Q and auto attack one of them and then ultimate to charm everyone. And you should still have the time on your E to dash back to an ally if you did it all fast enough. This came about from me playing a lot of Rakan and Wild Rift on my commute to work. I take a train, don't worry. And thinking that with a few, uh, with a few quote, AP user items uh, that we have in League, it might uh, work. And so far it has. Well, that's all I've got. So this is Pog or Dog. Let me know what you think. Hope you're having a great day slash night. And then updated their email. Update. Since uh, playing it more, I've changed my mind. Don't do this. It's really bad if you fall behind. <laughs> and I found that this happens most of the time. Also, I literally don't know runes because when I said second wind, I meant shield bash. If you see me in game, please feel free to flame me for that. Milky the Nico guy. Um, <laughs> I just AP love Rakan, the turnaround. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. I saw that and started laughing when the email came in. Uh, so AP Recon was popular for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I think you need to go more assassin with and not ap bruiser um because rakan when his abilities are down is very bad Mm -hmm. so you need to make those abilities as impactful as they can be um whether that be with ability haste in the support role and making them come up more often or with just pure damage like you go uh i think the build when it was played was proto belt into like sork shoes and then Mm -hmm. You know, at that time, probably like Ludens or Rapidons, like a huge, you just go full damage and see how that goes. Um, because he does have a lot of burst if you were able to full combo someone. Uh, but yeah, like you said, if he falls behind, you know, he's a character that doesn't have a lot of ways to not deal damage without being in melee range, uh, which usually means you just die instantly. Um, so I would say keep giving it a shot, but lean more into the uh, the damage aspect of it instead of the, the bruiserness. Thanks, Milky. Uh, our last email is from Juice Code. So I, I asked the Discord what the hardest class in the game was, and now they're all fighting. And I'm really scared. Please come get me. P.S. Sorry for the length of the email, uh, Juice Code. Uh, what do we think the hardest class in the game is? Like, class or role? Because if it's class, I think it's pretty easy to say assassin. Like, I, I really uh, do. Yeah, I think assassin is probably. And, like, I think hardest. it also like, goes with mid for role. Like, I'm not saying that other roles are yeah. hard, right? But, like, there's a big fucking difference. Like, for example, I always say, like, Trevor. Like, I think I'm a better overall player than my cousin Trevor, right? We're both mm-hmm. similar ELOs. Um, the difference is, he is just a better mechanical player than me. He can fucking just slap D2 mid laners, D1 mid laners, into the ground mid, right? Who are playing, like, assassin matchups and shit like that, right? Like, mm-hmm. that, that is a skill that no other fucking role has. Like, there's so many characters that are in mid lane that you have to know how to play against. Um, mid's also, like, I think the craziest, like, easiest lane to, like, gank. It gets ganked the most and hard camp the most. Um, but holy fuck, the mechanics of mid laners are just so much crazier than, I think, any other role. Like, of course, like, jungle's hard as a role to play because there's lots of pathing and all that shit. But, like, mid is fucking crazy, man. Yeah, I think the only comparable role in that sense is top lane. Yeah. Um, just because, uh, um, like, it, it's sort of the same, like, 1v1 know a lot of characters and how they interact with each other i think um, the difference yeah, is that top lane can have metas where tanks are good and tanks are definitely way less mechanical oh but like absolutely. In, in like bruiser whatever like mage type top lane metas tops probably close to mid but like in tank mm-hmm. metas tops fucking way easier like no one has a conversation about like support mains in like lcs lck or whatever role swapping people like people aren't like oh man I, I, this support guy is really good he should play mid for a different team 
Yeah. Whereas, like, tons of people are like, oh, Faker, I hope he plays support for another team at some point. Or Chovy, I th- hope Chovy plays support for another team at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, no one fucking goes, man, I can't wait for whatever to play yeah. <laughs> a carry role, right? Like, it just doesn't happen mm-hmm. like that, I think. Yeah, mid-, mid lane is definitely the hardest. Uh, yeah. And there's just such a wide variety of characters that can yeah. exist in that lane. Uh, and knowing every single matchup is really hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I would agree with you. Assassins are, are definitely the, the hardest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, thanks, Cheese Code. And thank you guys for listening. If you want to send us an email, it is mail at leadcastpodcast.com. Come watch us on Twitch at Blue Basket and last at Leadcast Frost. Uh, tweet at us at Leadcast on Facebook. We are Leadcast. Visit our website, leadcastpodcast.com. Join our Discord, leadcastpodcast.com forward slash Discord. And finally, support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Leadcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.